0: When Solomon pondered his remarkable life of material success, international fame, he said, I denied myself nothing, nothing my eyes desired, and I refused my heart, no pleasure. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had told to achieve, everything was meaningless.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Did anybody ride in on one of those carts this morning from
0: way out there? I did that. That's pretty cool. You know, I was, thinking, I, was, I was thinking this morning, wouldn't it be funny if we strapped some golf clubs on the back of those? <laughs> you know, because most of the time it's the, it's, the, it's the husband that drops the wife and kids off, and he's out there. And if we picked him up he'd, for a minute, he'd wonder whether or not he's going to church or <laughs> or going to play around. I don't know. Just something to think about. I want to get back to the subject of money today. <clears throat> if there's one thing that you can be sure of about money, it's summed up in this old saying. Well, some people would say there's never enough. But you can sum it up by saying you can't take it with you. Have you ever heard that? Well, it's true. One of the richest men... In the 20th century, John D. Rockefeller, when he died, his accountant was asked how much money John D. left. I love his answer. He said, Well, he left all of it. <laughs> but you see, as important as money is to us, it's easy for us to get the money barometer out of control. After all, everything about our culture throws money and the things it buys right in our face. I mean, take reality TV. It's pretty much taken over the prime time viewing hours. So what are we watching? We're seeing that you can win a million dollars if you can survive in a jungle somewhere better than other people. We're seeing how you can get a job with a billionaire Donald Trump if you can outsmart a few other guys in the city. And we're even discovering that you can get rich overcoming your fear of eating bugs and jumping off of buildings. That's what we're watching. So it's no wonder we develop unhealthy views toward money in a society like ours. Even when we have the benefit of solid scriptural teaching, we have a tendency to falter in this area. But here's the thing. God wants us to clearly understand a number of things about money. But in particular, he wants us to know that money is temporal, that it doesn't last. To even consider the idea of pursuing it ...or the things that it can buy over things eternal makes us, in God's words, a fool. One of the largest transactions that I was ever involved with illustrates just how fleeting money can be. My brother Glenn and I had the opportunity to sell one of our divisions to a larger company for a terrific price. And on the very day that the sale closed and the money was wired... ...we were also informed that our largest customer had filed for bankruptcy and that all the money that they owed us was lost forever, which ironically was the same amount of money that was being wired to us for the sale of the division. Thus, the money came in in the morning. We celebrated. We congratulated ourselves. Yay. It's bonus time. But by afternoon, all the money had gone out to cover the loss. I didn't even see it that that event gave us a whole new meaning of the concept easy come <laughs> easy go you see it doesn't last the man god called a fool was used in a parable given by jesus the man did what would typically consider being prudent he was prosperous and he wanted to build bigger barns and store them up for a rainy day but jesus was making a statement that it's foolish to put your hope in anything but god You fool, he said, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? If you put all your money in stocks and bonds, then your hopes rise and fall with the stock market. If your riches are in banks, then your hopes rest on interest rates and institutions. Any man who can have the rug pulled out from under him is simply standing on the wrong rug. The man whose hope is in God... Will be devastated only if God fails. And we all know that that is impossible. When Solomon pondered his remarkable life of material success, international fame, he said, I denied myself nothing, nothing my eyes desired, and I refused my heart no pleasure. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had told to achieve, everything was meaningless. It was a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. I hope I can listen to my own teaching this morning. But we've got to stop worrying about money so much. And we've got to stop, start trusting God more. Solomon was trying to say, you can't take it with you. But if you can't remember it the way he said it, try remembering it this way. You never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul trailer.
1: Do you feel a lack of motivation in your life today? Listen to discover how you can be inspired and motivated like never before. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith.
0: But first, my job this morning is to encourage you by motivating you. Now, just about everyone is really motivated by something. There's usually something in a person's life that they're so passionate about that they don't have any problem getting motivated to work on or pursue with all their energy. For instance, in case you haven't heard, uh, Dana and I are going to welcome our first grandchild, our granddaughter, into the world in just a week or two. And, and it's from our oldest daughter, Ashley. And, and even newer news is this week, our youngest daughter, Elise, has announced that she is also with child. So we're excited and apparently, thank you, thank you, apparently chaos will continue to reign and the Bollinger clan. But, but, but listen to this. When Dana learned that our much-awaited grandchild was coming, she became the perfect example of a motivated person. You see, there were two nurseries that needed to be created, one at Ashley's house and one at ours. And Dana leaped into action, and our houses became one big blur of paint, fabric, furniture, accessories, and baby products. And every last detail was crucial and time was critical because the baby is coming and the room has to be finished on time. And nothing was going to stop my wife from making that happen. And I'm happy to tell you that these nurseries got finished. It was pure motivation. And we all know what it is. And we all know we don't have, we just don't have it all the time. Motivation just doesn't work that way. Even when we're passionate about something, it's our nature to lose our motivation sometimes. There's an old saying like this motivation doesn't last, but neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. So we know that being motivated gives us the energy, the edge to ramp up our efforts. And we know that God intends and expects us to work till He comes. You know, he has a purpose for each of us and we all need to get with it. The word says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And the Lord said in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. So I believe that the key to being motivated is not to focus on what you do, but to focus on what motivates you to do what you do. I guess I have to say that again. The key to being motivated is not to focus on what you do, but to focus on what motivates you to do what you do. And I'm going to tell you what will motivate you and I the most is when we simply speak of the God of the universe. And I have to think, Miss Priscilla Shire, for doing it this way. You see, God, He's the first and the last. The beginning and the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was. He always is. He always will be. He's unmoved, unchanged, undefeated and never undone. He was bruised but brought healing. He was pierced but eased the pain. He was persecuted but brought freedom. He was dead but brings life. He was risen to bring power and he reigns to bring peace. The world can't understand him. Armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him and leaders can't ignore him. He's light. He's love. He's longevity, and He is our Lord. He's goodness and kindness and faithfulness, and He is our God. He is holy and righteous, powerful, and pure. His ways are right. His words eternal. His will unchanging. His mind is always on us. He's our Savior. Our guide, our peace, our comfort, our joy. I serve him because his bond is love. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And his goal for us is an abundant life. I follow him because he's the wisdom of the wise, the power of the powerful, the ruler of rulers, the leader of all leaders. His goal is a relationship with me. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never mislead you and never forget you. He'll never overlook you. And he'll never cancel his appointment with you in his book. When you fall, he'll lift you up. When you fail, he'll forgive you. When you're weak, he's strong. When you're lost, he will find you. When you're afraid, he's your courage. When you stumble, he'll steady you. When you're hurt, he'll heal you. When you're broken, he'll mend you. When you're blind, he'll lead you. When you're hungry, he will feed you. When I face trials, he's with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. And when we face death, he'll come and he'll carry us all home. He's everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, in every way. He's God. He's majestic. And He's King of kings. And He's Lord of lords. And I'm telling you this morning, that's who He is. That's who you and I belong to today. You see, nothing can motivate us and inspire our spirit like proclaiming the greatness of God. Even though our words fall short to do it, just the exercise breathes life into our very soul. Do you feel a lack of motivation in your life today? Well, just try to describe the one who made you and who saved you, and who claims you for his own. And I promise you that you'll be lifted to a place where only something good can happen.
1: Have you ever missed a great opportunity? God gives us moments to seize divine opportunities that we don't want to miss. Coming up, listen to how Bobby unfortunately misread a great opportunity as a prank call. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright. I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, tips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. But this is just in. This is some new information about what goes on in heaven.
0: Do you know how angels in heaven greet each other? Halo! Halo! You know, I believe that in our life, we are all faced with numerous opportunities that can change our life. Opportunities to seize divine moments. And too many times we let these special moments slip away. And I want to encourage you this morning by reminding you that God places these opportunities in our path for us to snatch them up and to use them to grow in our adventure with Him. You know, I've never told this story in public because, frankly, it's a little embarrassing. But years ago, when Glenn and I were just starting out in business and we were just starting to see some success with our first products, I received a phone call. And the stranger on the other line said, Congratulations, your company has won an award and you're invited to participate in a ceremony. Well, I immediately read this as a prank phone call or just a call where it had a catch at the end. I cut him off. I hung the phone up. I never gave it another thought. I mean, I didn't think anyone really knew who we were, and I certainly didn't think we were worthy of winning any awards. About a month later, I received in the mail the main Retail Industry Trade Publication. And the entire issue was devoted to the retail industry awards, which was a black-tie affair that took place at the Plaza Hotel in New York City and where the awards were handed out by none other than Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart. In the magazine, it listed our company as having won the best new product of the year for our category. And of course, it was news to us because we weren't there. We missed our moment. Because I wasn't listening. I had no faith in the man or his information. I had my head down in the busy work of the day. And I missed what would have been a great moment in our business life. And what I did there represents what I sadly admit that I've done many times before. But I know from God's Word that we're not supposed to be like that. God intends for us to seize the moments that he puts in front of us. And to do it, we have to be looking for him. In the book of Samuel, when the Israelites were warring with the Philistines, Jonathan, the son of King Saul, ventured off from his father and the rest of the army with his armor-bearer. He was just going to check out what the enemy was doing. But when he encountered the enemy on the spur of the moment he was inspired by God to fight them if they challenged him. And you will have to go and read the story. God gave the Israelites an incredible victory over their enemy that day. Why? Because Jonathan had faith in God. And Jonathan seized his moment. David seized his divine moment to bring down a giant. Rahab seized her moment to help Joshua bring down Jericho. Mary Magdalene seized her moment to wash the feet of Jesus with expensive oils. We find divine moments being seized all through the word. And in each case, we see people with faith willing to risk everything, not willing to sit on the sidelines and watch People who instinctively made a decision to trust God in the moment. Can I ask you, are you ready and are you looking for these opportunities to seize the divine moment that will affect your life and the lives of many others? I really like what Pastor Erwin McManus says. He says, The adventure of faith. Begins with faithfulness. He says, you can't advance the kingdom of God with people in retreat. You see, people who seize divine moments are the ones who charge ahead and expect results. I want to live like that. Don't you? You know why I want to live like that? Because that's the way Christ lived. He seized every moment of his 33 years that he was walking around here. He didn't miss any of them. Let me tell you something. One of your moments is approaching. And if you're faithful and you're ready to seize it, then I promise you something good will happen in your life.
1: In Jesus' name.